what's up everybody and thank you for tuning in to the just rachel talking podcast my name is rachel and this is my podcast as it is not a surprise to anyone who knows me even slightly well i've always had this fascination with the brain and how the brain works because of that i always used to watch a ton of youtube videos on different ideas of how to train your mind and how to convince other people to do things just by saying little keywords and like silly little things differently I think that's why sales and marketing and business has always interested me so much is because it's really just a mind game over anything and you're not really thinking about selling a product but more so convincing somebody to. Anyway, that's besides the point. So anyway, going back, I remember scrolling through YouTube and going through different things and suddenly I came across this video that talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So just being bored, I decided to watch it, but I didn't really understand exactly what it was talking about until I started studying psychology in school. With that, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is basically a five-tier model that starts at the bottom with baseline needs and moves its way up to the top with self-actualization. The bottom tier includes physiological needs, such as air, water, shelter, and sleep. Then the next level is safety needs, which could be employment, personal security, health, and all of those types of things. Whereas the third is then love and belonging, which could be in a way of having a relationship, but could also be a friendship or family or truly connection to anyone or anything. Then just above that at the fourth level, it comes self-esteem, which is really respect, status, recognition, strength as an individual, and a feeling of individuality and freedom. Then lastly at the top comes self-actualization, which is the desire to become the most that one can be. In a quote, Maslow initially stated that individuals must satisfy lower level deficit needs before progressing on to meet higher level growth needs. However, he clarified that satisfaction of a needs is not an all-in-one phenomenon, admitting that his earlier statements may have given the false impression that a need must be satisfied 100% before the next need emerges. Anyhow, what does any of that mean? In a nutshell, as people and as a society, we need to have certain things in order to get to the next level of life and to the next level of society and to the next level of being. And it's not really possible for us to do certain things and feel a certain way if we don't have other principles, other baseline principles, I should say, working in our favor. Starting at the physiological needs, we simply cannot survive if we do not have air, food, water, or any of those aspects. Think about it this way. Just remember the last time you were really hungry and like so hungry to the point that you would do absolutely anything to get food. When you're in that frame or state of mind, you probably wouldn't care about a lot of other things happening around you, not because you don't care about them, but just because you're so hungry that that's the only thing that you wanna focus on. And this is how people who are stuck in the physiological needs part of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs feel every day. While most people that we know, and especially a lot of other people who would even be listening to this right now, are not stuck in that state of mind, so it might be hard to think about who would be. There's a lot of other places in the world where there aren't access to so many things, where this is the state of mind all the time. Although this is true, as stated before, Maslow himself 
went back on his previous statement and said that you don't need to complete every level 100% in order to get to the next one. So the next step up on his scale is then safety needs. For some people, these needs might go with the physiological needs as well because they kind of become all grouped together. But the safety needs, again, include personal security, a place of financial stability, uh, different resources, or health. Again, these are also basic needs that people need. And when they're in this state of mind, they can't really think about seeing the big picture or doing anything like that because one, take for example, you're not healthy. The only thing that you can worry about in that state of mind is trying to get to the next day. So you can't be bothered with all these other things. And again, follows with security. If you do not feel safe in an area, your body is going to tell you, us as creatures, we know when we feel unsafe and kind of that feeling of being unsafe is an overwhelming one that can take over you at any moment. Though it is not originally stated in the diagram, just from learning and understanding these ideas, I would call these two levels your baseline needs for living. Everyone who exists at some point in their life is going to interact with these two needs and have to satisfy them in order to survive. And without a strong foundation, it can be really hard to think about different morals or who you want to be as a person when you're constantly worrying about just surviving. Maybe this is a reason why people who are starving or thirsty or homeless do certain things that might not be the best moral values. Because although that they might know that it's wrong, who's really going to say that they didn't need to do it in the moment in order to survive? I don't know. I'm not a licensed psychologist. I'm just a kid who thinks it's pretty interesting. Moving along to the third again is love and belonging. As I said before, this can trip up some people because I think it's only like an intimate love or like a romantic love, but it's not necessarily that. It's really just friendship and a sense of belonging and connection with anyone. There are tons of people in the world who are single or choose to even live their life single who aren't necessarily stuck in this step just because they do not have a romantic partner. But what I will say, and I think a lot of other people would say as well, is that it's really hard to live a full and fulfilling life if you are just living it for yourself. So therefore, finding a sense of community in anyone can be extremely valuable. This sense of belonging trickles into the next tier as well, which is then esteem. Between this one and all of the ones below and a little bit in between is where most people in life are. This tier contains self-respect, self-esteem, different statuses, recognition, individualism, and freedom for oneself. This is where you feel dignity and a strong sense of individualism and you have a desire to have respect for others and you desire to help people and just grow as an individual. Many people try not to admit it, but we all want validation from others. Everyone loves to feel respected and feel like they belong and feel like they're doing well within society. Once these needs and all the needs below are met, that is when a person actually moves into self-actualization. I think self-actualization is very interesting because you can't actually tell when you have achieved it or if you have or if anyone will actually achieve it for that matter. That's because self-actualization includes achieving one person's full potential 
in their career, in their family, and in different aspects of their life so that they're actually living out the best version of themselves that they can. But me, myself, I'll be the first one to agree that I think a lot of people, no matter how successful they are, and even some of the best people that I know that I aspire to be by, still have things about them that I think that they would like to change. So that's why this poses the thought of, can we actually reach self-actualization? Well, I'm not sure if it's actually a completable step, like saying that you completed self-actualization and now that you're the best person that you can be, but really something that you strive for to be every day, to become the best version of yourself and to be able to step into that light where you are operating at the caliber where you're doing the best you can and then as hurdles come, you change yourself, mold yourself to overcome them and continue to be the best that you can be. So now that we know what the hierarchy of needs is, what do we do with it? While the hierarchy of needs is not this clear cut outline of how to live your life and the different steps that you should take to get there, because they do mix and match in between and some people might think one step is more valuable than the other while the other may think vice versa. It is a good diagram to look at for what things really matter at different points in your life and different places that you're at and how you can continue to move and achieve self-actualization. In my very humble and 19-year-old opinion, I think that the reason that a lot of people don't achieve self-actualization is because they actually don't want to change. Explaining further, achieving self-actualization involves looking at the parts of yourself that are bad and fixing them despite how difficult the change might be. Or in another sense, actually recognizing the parts about you that are bad and being willing to say out loud, these parts about me are bad, how can I fix them? Being completely honest, that is extremely difficult because not everyone in life is the same. So the parts about you that might be bad to someone might actually be good to someone else. And that really leads into the idea that it's not this clear-cut platform of living life and the person that you have to be. And therefore, everybody's self-actualization journey is going to be on their own. And what may be a long and drawn out and very difficult journey for someone might be really easy for someone else. Regardless of that fact, I do think the journey of self-actualization for any individual is the best because striving to be the best part of yourself every day is the best thing that you can do for yourself and other people as well. But I don't know, just a thought. Thank you for listening to What I Learned at School Today, and I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. Until you hear from me next, my name is Rachel, this is my podcast, and...